what is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Friday, July 31st, 2020, episode number 144. We're almost to the eighth month and there's only been two Grand Nationals. I cannot believe it, but at least we've already had two races looking forward to some more real soon yeah and there's a there's a little bit of a break here until the next one unless we hear some crazy news that rumors are flying but we're not going to speculate until we hear it from the horse's mouth but yeah there's rumors all kinds of rumors about other events between now and the the next scheduled one but we'll see we'll see what happens when it happens i can't even imagine all the stuff and the hoops they're having to jump through for for some of that stuff but we'll see well, and the next one is a TBA. Yeah. So the next one is to be announced. And I yeah. heard there's a rumor of the weekend before the TBA. So, yeah, hopefully we'll hear something soon. We might hear, you know, when this podcast drops on Friday, but we're prepared for that. We can switch <laughs> it up in a, in a heartbeat. <laughs> and, and I think everybody that, that races flat track is always kind of ready to go racing at any point. So um, hopefully that gets that gets announced soon or locked in. And if not, then it'll be what it is. Um, but I, I think everybody kind of understands with – the year that we've been given so far and everything else that's gone on uh since the beginning of 2020 <laughs> it's just par for the course yeah. i guess at this point yeah you you, you just got to roll with it that at this point you got you know you know there's races coming up more than likely there's a lot of half miles coming up uh so have those bikes ready to go if there's a change there's a change um last night on the aft show we got to see and got to hear jeffrey carver's point of view from the incident uh that was interesting to hear he didn't really put any blame on anybody, but he said it's kind of a racing move, but it's kind of early in the race. Then we talked to Maxwell, the singles winner, Corey Texter, and Ryan Varnes. So it was a good show. If you haven't seen that yet, you can always go back and watch it on AFT's Facebook page. Jam-packed, man. Lots of riders, lots of opinions. Uh, I personally, just being a Carver fan, I'm not, I'm not shy about that. I think he held back. I think that uh, I don't know how he feels, really, but I, if I'm Carver... There's a little bit, little bit of animosity there, and little. He's probably a little bit more frustrated than he let on. You know, he he also he's got to remember he's representing a ton of fans that 100%. are helping him out. He yep. also has Brian Bigelow behind him. He's got Dan Calkins with DPC Racing behind him, and of course he wants to say and do the right thing. Is he pissed off? I'm. I'm pretty sure I'd be pissed off if I was on the ground. Yep. You know, battling for the lead. Um, I think he did a good job of holding it in. Is there gonna be retaliation? Mm, I doubt it. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. You never know. That's why we'll have to go to the races and see. Absolutely. It'll be interesting to follow throughout the season for sure. Um, and, you know, it always it adds to the story. If he can come back from that, we you know, with the situation that, that the cards that he was dealt for those first two rounds, what a hell of a story that would be. And, you know, I'm pulling for yeah. that story. but. Yeah, absolutely, because you don't want to have to shave your head or your beard or whatever. <laughs> he's going to he's gonna get a race win. I'm not worried about that. It's just, uh, anyways. Right but yeah, uh, not a whole lot um, this week as far as updates, huh? Dude, not really. I haven't seen much yet so far. I, I had a crazy busy week. I, I was glad to be home uh, on Sunday night after a really long drive from Ashland, Ohio. But uh, I just want to say, you know, my hat's off to Steve Nace and his entire crew dealing with the elements dealing with different kinds of racetracks and still getting as many races in as we did i haven't added up how many races i did but i know it was a lot um and then my hats are off also to all the amateur riders and their families 
for just kind of rolling with it, just like we just mentioned a, a few a few moments ago, Carter, that, you know, things changed and we had to just roll on to the next racetrack. And, and everybody did. I didn't hear anybody complaining because, you know what, we're racing motorcycles. We're not sitting in our, in our living room on the couch watching TV. We all were a part of motorcycle racing all week long last week. So well, again, my hats off to Steve Mason and the crew. Yeah, and it's not just the racing, right? You got to think about the futures that you that you're building for these kids in the sport too. So um, it, it's great to see the 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 attitudes that that they did have or didn't have, I should say. Um, and uh, and yeah, man, it's they crowned another uh, Horizon Award winner, which has something to do with this show this week man that that came down to the wire there's a few different people in the running for it which i i, I would like to have known who was leading uh, you know who was up for it you know you always got to think of the people that are getting ready to turn pro maybe their last time ever at the amateur nationals um and the winner has a number that i'm real familiar with and a name that i'm pretty familiar with also so it was hot rod that's his nickname, Cody Cop, the 43, picking up the Nikki Hayden Horizon Award win, and my hat's off to him. He had a solid week. I don't think it's a big debate on on who we should have on for this week's guest, man. It'd be great to talk to him. I don't know a ton about him. I've, I've definitely heard uh, more than enough about his father, Joe, uh, and, and the, the long history he's had in the sport. Um, but I don't know a ton about Cody. Like I've heard, um, he's a real talent, a young talent that's going to be making some waves in the sport here in the years to come. So uh, it'd be good to get to know him before he goes pro and kind of see where he's ha- his head's at. Uh, just less than a week after winning the, the biggest award you can win as an amateur. So I texted him earlier, and he said they were still driving just about to Rapid City, South Dakota. So let's give him a call. Let's do it. Cody Cop. Hello? Is this the 2020 AMA Nikki Hayden Horizon Award winner? Yes, it is. Does it, has that sunk in yet? Yes. It's been pretty surreal. Cool, man. Hey, is it taking you a long time to get home because you got all those trophies and extra weight in your truck? Is that why it's? Is that why you're only in Rapid City? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, we we stopped on the way home a few different friend places with uh, Turbo and had some had some barbecues at a few different places along the way. So we're kind of taking our time on our 40, 30 hour drive home. I don't even remember. Well, congrats on the Horizon Award. We're going to talk about that here in just a little bit. But uh, I want to know more about the man himself, the 43. Let's go way back. Uh, Where were you born? I was born in Spokane, Washington, born and raised in Michael, Washington, about 15 miles south down the road. So that's the same place your dad grew up, right, in that same house and everything? Yep, same same property, just different house rebuilt on it. and Yeah. Right on. You guys still got that uh, track down there that kind of resembles the Springfield short track, Springfield TT? Yeah, we do. It's a little tiny little short track. It's like a mini version of Springfield pretty much. Uh, Try to prep it with some water. We've been watering it, and it's pretty fun when it's dug up. Yeah, it looked like fun. I I don't know if you remember. I stayed there uh, one night uh, quite a few years back, and I I saw the track, and and, – I don't know. I can't remember if you took me down there or your dad did, but we walked around a little bit. We didn't ride any bikes or anything, but that sure looks like a neat track to to practice on. Yeah, it is. It's great practice because don't always get the perfect prep track, so it's usually pretty. It's pretty dry and marbly about ninety percent of the time, and that's when I. It's pretty fun. It'll groove up, and that's when I like it. Right on. So, what's it like growing up there in Micah, Washington? Uh, it's just small little 
country town. Uh, I went to a school, Freeman High, Freeman Elementary and Middle School, and it's like I'm pretty sure the uh, overall kid count from kindergarten through 12th is like 900 something. It's just small little town, and you know everybody in your class. I know all 70 people in my class really well, and yeah. Right on. That's cool. So. When did you first get on a motorcycle? I mean, I know you grew up around the sport. Your dad was National 43, a former Grand National Champion. But when did you decide you want to start riding? I don't know. I, I just liked being at the track, hanging out with, like, I just got to grow up being at the track with, like, Bronson and a few kids like that around the pit that were always there as well. And I feel like I just found a love for it because I'd ride right at home with Dad on our little track and, had my first race when I was like three and a half down in our little hometown. And yeah, I just kept riding from there. So you've been riding since you were three and a half. I think I was about five when I started riding. So have you tried any other racing or has it all been flat track? No, I've, I try to be pretty well-rounded, just ready and prepared for anything they throw at you. So like we, we ride a lot of woods and trails at home, uh, about 10, like 10 minutes down the road, our friend, he has a gnarly woods course and it's like a 40 minute loop, seven miles, just gives you a good workout. We go and try to do that pretty often. Uh, I like to moto. I like, I really like jumping. Not, I wouldn't race it, but I, I really like jumping and a few friends house have nice tracks and ride that as much as we can ride flat track, obviously as much as you can, but you don't usually get to just ride flat track. You kind of have to, I don't know, ride a different type of track to learn flat track is what I think. Just be ready for a bike to lose traction or something. You got to be ready for anything. And uh, other than that, we, we rode enduro cross. I've done a few enduro cross races and I like downhill mountain biking a lot. That's one of my favorite things to do training wise is down mountain biking in general, but especially downhill, just being able to look ahead down the, down the trail. Wow, that's fun. I think that's a, a crazy sport. So, uh, yeah. are you competitive when you race your dad nowadays? Do you guys get to train it all together? Do, I mean, do you try to beat him, or do you guys ride together? Oh, we're really competitive, especially at home. I think mom gets tired of it, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we ride a lot at home. He doesn't always ride at home. He's usually, we're trying to get bikes set up just when we try something new at home. But when we do ride at home, we like to bar bang with each other and actually like two weeks ago right before amateur nationals we had a little home race in spokane we had like a three-eighth cushion track and it was pretty fun he won his heat i won my heat and then he got his famous hole shot and led us down the back straightaway into turn three where everybody was watching and you could tell he was just stoked but i made the pass going into turn one and didn't really get to battle i kind of got away from him a little but there's a lot of trash talking that goes on between us two. Wow, that's crazy. I, I, I was just getting ready to ask. Do you remember the first time that you ever passed your dad? Uh, I don't. I'd like to say it was like we were riding ice. I was on my first day ever riding a 250. We were riding ice, and I threw it up under him in one corner, and he kind of moved out of the way. Wow. That's awesome. I, I was just thinking about that. I I can't imagine racing with my dad like that. And your your dad's still really, really fast. Um, that's so cool that you've got to race with him a few times. Yeah, we've raced we've raced a bunch actually. When we were in Florida this past winter, we raced Pensacola a few times together and 
there's been a lot of different tracks here that we've got to ride together. And it's pretty fun being able to, especially when we go one, two on nights, that's when it's super fun, I guess. Did you know he was just at the fight club and I heard you were there too. Did you want to hop on that bull taco and show him how to do it? I don't know if I could have rode those things. Like those guys did. Uh, I got to ride one for the first time there in the parking lot that day. And they're a lot faster than I think actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you'd get used to it. I think, you know, I rode one uh, just a few times and, and the more you sit on them and, and ride them, they handle really well. They're, they're awesome short trackers. That's what I've heard. They're just—I would have loved to race that night, but obviously I couldn't. Uh, I think they would have been fun just because how light they are. You could kind of whip them into a corner. Yep, yep. Well, let's talk about all the different kind of bikes you've ridden. I mean, obviously at three and a half, you probably started on like a PW50. Um, tell me about the different kinds of bikes you've ridden in flat track. So started out, yep, PW for like two years. Then we went to a water cooled. KTM 50 and then a KTM 65 and then on a KX 85 that was my first actual lowered down flat track bike we got to put some Shinkos on or some actual flat track tires and uh yeah that was my first flat tracker had that for like two and a half or three years till I was 12 I guess yeah till I was 12 because I raced amateur nationals on them then got on a KX 250 rode that for a year before we got on Honda 250s and then after that, we're on to KTM 450s and also my Indian FTR 750. You, you, you've read an Indian FTR 750? Yeah, I got, I got the awesome opportunity from Gary Gray and Paul Langley and SNS at uh, Indian Motorcycle and got to start spinning some laps on one, got one at the house that I get to practice on as much as I can and just be ready wow. for when that day comes. Wow, you're 15 years old. I'm so I'm 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 an old man. I haven't even even sat on one, much less fired one up, even ridden it down the parking lot. I'm so jealous. Yeah, it's <laughs> quite the opportunity. I'm really thankful to be able to start on such an awesome twin. What what does it feel like? I mean, can you can you put it into words? I mean, I know you've gone through. You've just told us all these different bikes you've you've grown up on. But what did it feel like to to ride the FTR 750 for the first time? first like few laps i was on it i was like wow this thing is heavy just because i've always ever rode and ridden a small bike that i can kind of whip into the corners and stuff but after i got a few laps into it it was it makes such smooth power like way different than a two-stroke really in a sense like it's just you can be so smooth on it into the corners and i don't know i'm a small guy i mean i'm tall but skinny not very beefy so it's kind of hard for me to handle one of them that's one of the things we're working on it we're, we're going to go home and work on as muscle muscle and uh once i'm able to i think it'll be extra fun yeah i think so too so let's talk a little bit about it you know your your dad's been in the game for a long long time so i would consider him maybe a little bit more old school you're one of the young up-and-comers maybe a little bit more new school um have you paid attention to all the changes that have gone on even since, you know, in your, in your lifetime? I mean, does your dad talk about the stuff in the old days or are you just focus on what it is now? Yeah. He's talked about like some old style, like from RG three and people like that. And just talk to me about just about anything and everything, just trying to teach me lessons in the sport. And, uh, I don't pay a bunch of attention. I like to go back and watch. He has a bunch of old, racing videos on vhs downstairs and 
I've watched a few of them here and there, but I'd, I'd like to start watching more of them. Just learn some stuff if you can. And just to be able to watch some of the old battles. And yeah. Who, who would you compare your riding style to? Like, is it somebody that currently races or is it somebody, an older racer or do you even compare it to anybody? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't really thought about it that much. Uh, I guess, if anybody, maybe Brad Baker just like cushions. I really like cushions like him, and I feel like one of my strong points is a TT, and that was kind of with Brad too. So, if anybody, probably a Brad Baker. I got. You. Is your dad close enough where you can ask him a question? Uh, he is. If he's going out to let the dogs out, but he'll be back in in a minute. Okay, I was going to have you ask him who he thinks you 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 remind him of. You know what kind of style he thinks you remind him of. All right, uh, I will here in a minute. All right, sounds good. Where are you guys at now? Uh, we just went through Rapid City. We're in between Rapid City and Sturgis. I got gotcha. you. There's not a whole lot there. Uh-uh, it's pretty empty right now before bike week. Are you guys going to race any of those races during bike week? Uh, I think we are. I'm pretty sure we're going to head back and try to hit the half mile, Black Hills half mile, just for some experience in case we do go back next year, which probably will happen. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good because we definitely are going back. But it sounds like there's a couple of outlaw races, even ones happening at, at Black Hill Speedway. That'd be good to ride on. Uh, looks like the Sturgis Short Track, Sturgis Half Mile. I'm sure you've raced there a bunch, right? Yeah, I have. I've raced Sturgis Short Track probably three years in a row, four years in a row now. And I like that track a lot. I heard they're making a super TT out of the Buffalo Chip, a different location just right there, not too far from the actual chip. And I think mm -hmm. we're going to try to hit one TT and one half mile. So, Right on. That's cool. Let's talk a little bit about Estenson Racing on board. I know it's on your leathers. You thanked them whenever we had the uh, awards banquet or the you know, awards presentation after the, the Flat Track Grand Championships. How did the deal with you and Estenson get put together? So two years ago in Greenville, Ohio, we had a great night on 85s and uh, – Tim was there in the stands, I believe, and next day at Lima, he asked to talk to Dad and I and just kind of started slowly building a relationship here or there. And uh, that next year, we got a support on leathers and money to help go down the road. And since then, it's just been a building relationship. He's helping with anything and everything he can. That's cool. Do you think you'll ride for him as soon as you turn 16 and go pro? Or, or have you guys worked on that yet? Or is that something that you're talking about in the future? Uh, yeah, we'd love to. I'd love to. Uh, haven't worked out a positive deal, what we're going to do next year, but I would really like to, yeah. Okay, and you turned 16 in November. Are you planning on going to the AFT singles class next year? Yep, that's the plan. Turn 16 November 12th, and uh, yeah, prep for Daytona TT. Right on. Well, let's talk about the Horizon Award. I know it's the you know the most coveted award as an amateur flat tracker that you can get. It's obviously uh, carries the Nikki Hayden uh, name on it. Um, let's talk about the week. Let's start off with Monday. You struggled a little bit. Um, what what do you think the issues were on Monday for you? I don't know. I had a lot of I think hype going into amateur nationals. Just nervous and uh, felt like there was some pressure on me. I don't know if it was more mentally to me, I think, and uh, struggled big time. Just we were getting, we had great heat races and everything. And then main events came around and get a little frustrated when I went back in the pack the first few laps after some bad starts. And 
I don't really know what happened. Just some, I mean, the bike was set up great. Dad had the bike set up great. It was, it was hooked up when it needed to be. And I just got frustrated and started kind of stepping her out. Something we're going to work on though. And yeah. Okay. So we put that day behind you. Tuesday was the TT and you were on rails until the rain came. Um, do you think you would have won the main events if we would have got to run them? Yeah, I was really hoping we'd have a great day to bounce back from Monday. Uh, I felt really good. I was like, I felt like I was hauling through the infield for sure. And uh, if that rain didn't come, I was ready to battle in those mains. Had some good spots to pass. Made a awesome pass in one heat race. Went from sixth to first in one corner, and uh, knew I could do it in the mains if I had to. And it was bummed the rain came, but I actually came out when they did call it off a of rain with some great points. Got a win, a second, and like two fourths, I believe. Yep. Yep. Okay. So the next day we try the, the rest of the TT again, that gets rained out. Then the short track gets rained out. How hard is it to just sit there and wait and wait and wait? Then all of a sudden they cancel it. And then we have a, a travel day to go to Ohio. It was rough. Like we had that first TT day and then it rained out and all the kids, we were all messing around and kind of getting our mind off of it. Cause you know how you get in the race zone. You don't really talk to your friends. It seems like at, at my age in the 450 class, don't really hang out with everybody during the day, but it's always nice to kind of go and ride bicycles or whatever with everybody. And uh, next day, same thing happened, and we had like a four-hour break in between TT and half mile and did the same thing, kind of got relaxed again, and then get all suited up, and it got called again. And I was, I was bummed, but I knew we had something for them at the next two days, so... Yeah, you, I could tell you were excited to go on over to Ashland and race two days over there. Before we left, though, Plymouth, uh, Brad Baker shows up and uh, had a trailer behind his truck and opens it up, and there was a beautiful race car. Uh, did you get to check it out, and did you get to talk to Brad while you were there? Yeah, we did. He uh, told us that Monday night when he came and told us he was headed down to Indy to pick up a pick up a car, and I was like, oh, that's going to be sweet. I was, he was supposed to, I think, ride it Wednesday, drive it Wednesday night or have his first day in the car and bummer the rain took that away but got to hang out with him and he got to kind of show us around he started her up for us and showed all the kids it was it was pretty cool got to stick her up and cool experience to be a part of i'm just i'm excited to see him start race riding and racing those things yeah it's gonna be exciting i was hoping to get him you know get to see him spend a few laps too but unfortunately it didn't happen so let's talk about ashland you were on fire from the get-go i think the second day it looked like you might have been just taking it easy just a little bit and that Terran santero uh put it on you a couple times but uh tell us about ashland uh why do you like the pea gravel so good i know your dad went went strong on him but uh why do you like them i don't know i mean ever since my first day at greenville on an 85, I've just loved being able to whack it and kind of hang her out there, have some fun, just throwing roost. I was, I never loved getting roosted after a few times on big bikes, so it gives you that <laughs> little bit more drive to get a hole shot. And Yeah. So did you know that you were going to win the Horizon Award after everything was all said and done, or did you have any doubt, or did you think somebody else was going to win it? I I did not know at all. I, I knew there was a bunch of kids in the running for it, like uh, Travis Petten, Tyler Raggio, Taryn, Santario, Billy Ross. All of us were going for it, I knew. I didn't think Sadoff, Chase Sadoff or Logan McGrain were old enough to win it because last year I entered and I wasn't old enough for it. But uh, I knew there was like five of us that all had like equal weeks. 
I knew I got two championships, but I didn't think it. I knew they didn't base it off championships because I was I was just excited to hear who it was. I knew we were all equally deserving of the award, so I was just glad to get it. It's such a cool accomplishment. Yeah, I was excited for you too. What I what I like too when you got up there and I was asking the questions, you know, I think a little bit later on, not for the horizon, but the other awards. You thank the guys beside you on each side of you uh for for such good racing and such good competition i thought that was awesome you did that yeah i've always loved to be friends with all my competitors i mean on the track you kind of turn that switch on that you're not friends obviously you'll take a hole when it's not there but when we're off the track i like to be buddies with just everybody absolutely um is your dad available to ask him that question yet or not yet yeah Dad, if I was, if you were to compare me to a AFT rider now or before, who would it be, like riding style and such? I've always kind of thought just the, I think Dalton. He thinks Dalton. Okay, I like that. I can see. As far as the past kid. Right on. I like it. Awesome, so. <laughs> I, I heard him that that one guy smoking joke cop i heard him that's awesome it's it's cool to be compared to your dad that's really cool um let's move now away from the horizon award are you going to any nationals this year yeah i hope to make it to i don't know if indy's gonna happen or any of that yet when it happens but definitely will be at springfield hope i can make it in the pits if not i'll be watching from the stands um after Springfield, definitely Williams Grove. I think we'll be at most of them with the latest team, latest motors, Harley-Davidson, Fast Track Racing, with Rispoli on the team. Yeah. So if you get to go and if you get to be in the pit area, do you have a duty? I mean, you're supposed to be helping out, or are you just going there to watch and learn? Um, I don't really have a role in the pits. In really this year, I haven't been to one yet this year. Uh, I'm the social media guy. I get to be the social media guru. That's about it. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. But you're you're also there learning and, and picking things up. So um, as a fan going to the races, what are you most excited for here in the 2020 season? Uh, probably the singles class. Just any track and every track. I think it's going to be a super uh, challenging year for all. I, I can think of like five riders that are going to battle it out to the end uh, at least what I think and what I'm kind of guessing. And uh, I'm just excited to go and watch because I know that's the class I'll be in next year. Yeah, uh, man. What about, do you have any thoughts on how, how the race went down Saturday at Volusia? I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's the most exciting best race I've ever announced. What are your thoughts uh, just as an outsider stand there watching, knowing you could be in that mix next year? Oh, I was like, it was, I was kind of in awe just how they're, all like wheel to wheel coming off the corner trusting each other so much i haven't got to do that much in an am class but i'm excited for it i was kind of sitting there just yeah really in awe on how they're so controlled on each other um super cool to see dallas get that win he might have got a little early celebration but i'm glad he still got it yeah, that was that was a little bit close. So I know a lot of the yeah. riders that were watching were saying that they were a little bit nervous, but the fans loved it. Um, were you nervous watching it as a rider, or did you just love it like I did? Yeah, there was a few times I was like kind of puckering up for a few of them. Like I saw Maxwell have a really good save once, uh-huh. and uh, 
I don't know, there was a few good saves and some passes that I didn't think were there, but they were, and they were pretty clean. Yeah, I was, I was a little nervous watching a few things go down, but it was just, it was really cool to watch. It was probably one of the most exciting races I've seen, other than maybe Springfield last year in the Twins class. Okay. Yeah, that was exciting too last year. Um, are you eager to get out there and be a part of that? Are you a little bit hesitant? Are you are you ready? I'm ready, and I'm ready to go show them what we got in that class. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to go see what we got for them. What What about the timed race? Twenty five laps for the singles. That's a lot. I mean, these amateur nationals. You guys were going eight lap main events. I mean, that's a huge difference. Yeah, we first really long race i had was at pensacola with uh robbie bobby he put on like the triple crown format and that one was long i think i don't remember how many laps it was but it was really long triple crown and i don't know 25 laps on volusia was definitely a lot timed wise but i think it'll be pretty short when you go to like sack mile or something like that on a mile yeah. track it'll be pretty quick races yeah, I think they're going to adjust the times accordingly. I mean, I, I know it's going to depend on what racetrack we go to, but I thought it was interesting that it was 25 laps, and that's a long time. So um, yeah. are, who, are, who are you most looking forward to racing against when you go pro? Um, I don't know. Singles class, probably like Dallas. I mean, I got to ride with a few of them at Volusia early spring. I did the Pro-Am class at the Steve Nace All-Star, so got to ride with like Henry and Dallas and a few of those boys, Mikey and Shane and a few of them. So it was fun to battle it up then. And yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm excited for all those guys, really. Like everybody shows, everybody shines at different times, it seems like, in that class. Yep, I think so, too. I, and it's going to be hard to pick a champion for sure. Um, I think we're just about done with you. I know you're still tra traveling on the road on your way home, but uh, before we before we get into our rapid-fire questions, it's time for Graham's question. Of course, Graham's a huge fan because you rock the 43 just like your dad, just like me, just like uh, my grandpa, so she's always been a fan of yours. But she wants to know, do you have any interests outside of flat track? Like, do you do any sports or anything like that? Uh, I used to play basketball and football in grade school. But uh, other than that, I like to fish. That's probably my all-time second or first favorite thing to do, really. It's about right up there with racing, honestly. I love to fish. All right. That's cool. She didn't know that, probably. Uh, now it's time for our rapid-fire questions. Tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? I'm ready. What's the favorite bike you've ever ridden? Um, probably my J&M 450. Okay. Is it what what engine you got in that thing? Uh, Honda 450. Uh, old carburetor, carbureted All one. Right. Yeah. One of Dad's yep. old race bikes. That's cool. Uh, what's your favorite racetrack? Greenville, Ohio, half mile. Okay. Who's your favorite flat tracker of all time? Uh, Brad Baker. All right. What's your favorite race win so far? Um. Ooh, that's a tough one. Probably Greenville early spring. Um, I would say, or just a few weeks ago, actually battling with Jeff Carver and everybody. Yeah. That's uh, cool. Coming out on top. That was a pretty cool one. Okay. When you head out to the races, you have to bring your blank. What do you have to have with you? Uh, if we're in the motorhome, my fishing pole. 
Yeah. Um, if we're not my hat or anywhere in general, my hat collection, I bring a lot of hats with me normally. Dude, I do too. I had I had five hats with me, and then you gave me one, so I had six hats when I got home, and I loved it. Yeah. So when when um when you retire from flat track, what are you gonna do? Uh, Mom and I were just talking about that today. I told her probably buy a probably buy a fishing boat and go live on the lake or something. Go fishing. That's awesome, man. Um, yeah. what's one what's one goal you want to make sure is checked off your list? Um, I mean, obviously, everybody would love to win a, a grand championship. That's a goal for sure. That's a goal that I'd have in the future. But just make a main start somewhere. So make a AFT Pro main. That'd be cool. Uh, yeah, you got to start small and work your way up. So yeah. you're not even 16. Do you have a driver's license yet? Can you even drive a car? Uh, yeah, I have my permit so I can drive when dad or mom or somebody over the t- age of 20 is in the car all right all yeah. right see so me and you can hop in the car we can go wherever we want yeah i'm excited <laughs> for when i can but not yet yeah. all right what kind of car are you going to get when you turn 16 Ooh, i don't know i'd like to have a truck so i could haul bikes honestly but uh yeah i don't know i got it we have a grom at home so when i turn 16 i'm going to try to get my endorsement and then have at least something right away that's cool, man. I'm so proud of you for winning the Horizon Award. Congratulations on that. Thank you, Scotty. Yep. Before we let you go, do you want to say thanks to anybody? Yeah, huge thanks to Latest Motors Racing, George Latest, uh, Essence and Racing, Tim Essenson, Fast Track Racing, Jerry Ellers, uh, Herb Zanetti, Arai, Works Connection, CTI Knee Braces, Oakley, Fly, Weisco, Tommy Dumafine Jewelers, Moto Concept. Cinco and Nelson Steel Fab. Awesome. Again, congratulations. Tell your mom and dad it was good seeing them. And of course, your sister came out to see me at the uh, announcer's booth there at the uh, Ashland, Ohio. So always good to see them. You got a great family. You got a great future ahead. Thanks for spending time with us here on Off the Groove. Hope to see you guys at a racetrack soon. Me too, Cody, man. Good luck in 2020 and uh, good luck when you turn pro. All right. Thank you, Scotty. So, what's his nickname again? Cody's nickname is Hot Rod. Hot Rod. You didn't ask the most important question, like how did he, do you know the story behind it? Well, I do. So it's uh, Joe's uncle uh, realized that Cody was born at 4.54 in the morning, and he's kind of into hot rods, and, and a 4.54 Chevy is a big block that guzzles and, uh, you know, a lot of gas, and it goes fast. And so uh, Uncle Norm said, oh, a hot rod. That's when Cody was born. So it just, it, it stuck the whole time. And so it's Hot Rod. Kind of doesn't go with, you know, his name like Smoking Joe Cop does, but Hot Rod's pretty cool. I like it. Good stuff. Um, well, it's good to hear from him. Good to hear from Hot Rod. It was good to hear Joe in the background, too, um, for that for that yeah. extra question. So we got a little double double interview there. Um, I don't know, man. I always like to talk to these riders before they go pro, right? It's going to be great to listen to that five, ten years from now to hear a young Cody Cop before he... You know, wins all the races he's going to win as a pro. Um, which before I'm... before he ever got a driver's license, before <laughs> he ever races his first pro race. But yeah. you know what? It's a great family. I've been friends with Joe for a long, long time. His wife Dee Dee's awesome, uh, and then the daughter uh, Sis came in and sat in the announcer booth with me, and uh, she was telling me about she's riding horses now. She's not she doesn't like motorcycles, but Cody doesn't like horses. 
and she was telling me all about the stuff she does on a horse and she's just i think she's 12 years old and man it's just what a cool family good stuff man i'd love to get out there and see that track that's like springfield i bet it's pretty badass um and, and you know that's definitely helped him develop the talent that he's got coming into into flat track with so it's it'll be cool man it's cool over the next couple of years you know you got somebody like dallas daniels making huge waves in the singles class i'm sure this will be more of the same and it'll be cool to see those two compete once he gets up to the pro level yep it'll be real soon i think he's gonna be ready to go daytona next year so uh hopefully we'll, everything's back to normal corona's long gone and we'll get back to racing like we're supposed to and if estenson gets him man he's really building the stable of young riders there man you gotta mm-hmm, see uh mm-hmm. let's see what's going on in the future for estens or, they, they might have to they, i was gonna say they might have to add a rider keep mikey rush on board to be like the the wily old veteran right and then have dallas there and cody cop there holy cow yeah, dallas is only 17 right now cody's 15 watch out he he could keep those riders under the Essenson umbrella for a few years, maybe moving up through the ranks into production and then into the Super Twins teams. You never know what's going to happen. Never know. Cool, man. Good show. Ditto. I enjoyed that one. I, I, I always do. Uh, thanks to all the fans. Thanks for everybody stopping me at the Amateur Nationals. I handed out uh, quite a few stickers. I didn't sell any koozies, though, didn't Carter. didn't sell I any koozies? Nobody want, nobody likes koozies anymore. The pandemic happens and koozies are just obsolete. Now. Maybe, maybe, maybe they're worried because somebody reported on Facebook that I had the corona. Maybe they didn't want to come that close. Who said you had the corona? <laughs> oh, some lady that lives in Australia. <laughs> I did see that because you were like all hot and sweaty on air. Did she not realize yeah. it was a heat index of like 180? I don't know. Maybe she just realized that I was sweating and, and I sounded funny. I know we were having issues with the broadcast. But, well, if yeah. anybody that listens to this podcast knows the <laughs> lady that lives in Australia, make sure to let her know that Scotty's alive and well. No corona. No corona. Have you been tested for corona? Yes. Okay, and you were negative. No, no corona, and I don't hang around the governor of Oklahoma. He had it. He's tested positive. I don't hang around him, so it's all good. There you go. No corona, Scotty. All right. Well, thanks to all the fans who listen in. Thanks for everybody who uh, smashes that like button. Hey, and thanks to people that are leaving feedback on iTunes and everywhere else where you can leave feedback. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, It helps our podcast grow. So we appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next Friday. Peace. Laser tag. <laughs> what? You don't want me to include that part about the lady in Australia? I don't give a sh- Oh, that part's going at the end. <laughs> uh, that'll be great.